0: Hey Postables, you're listening to Deliver Me A Podcast brought to you by Casey, Jess and Cami. A special thanks to James Jandrish for letting us use music on our show. Now grab some Yoohoo, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello Postables and Hallmarkies. We are super excited to talk about Be Famous the most anticipated waiting in your mailbox DVD that comes to you at home by myself with you starring the lovely and fabulous Kristen Booth and also Aaron Abrams, who plays her, um, the male counterpart in this movie. So Jess, what did you think about this movie real quick? High level thoughts. I
1: would definitely say funny and comical. And um endearing. That's two words, but
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I thought it was a lot. I, I laughed like as soon as it started, and we started hearing about Romy's story. I started laughing. So mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting style movie. um Yeah, especially the
1: intro is is very unusual, and I had been pre warned about that. Like the intro is a little different, but get through that, and then you know it'll be like a normal movie. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very unique. And there's actually a style that um, like movies and um, TV shows have used called a bottle episode where they, they're try- basically the cast and crew, they try and save a ton of money and they film the TV episode in one location. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's the one thing that struck me about this movie at home by myself with you is they literally mm-hmm. film it in like on one apartment, apartment yeah. in a so hallway. hallway. <laughs> right. Right. So I can do that here at home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it's a really unique way of um, storytelling if you think about it because you didn't mm-hmm. need a whole lot of extra scenes or anything.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So that was super interesting. And then another fun fact about this movie is Chris Booth. And yes, Fun fact: If you listen to our interview with Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Booth, his name is Kristen Booth too. <laughs> <laughs> but he raised forty-two thousand dollars through a tip jar in order to make this movie,
1: which is incredible.
0: <laughs> That's absolutely insane! Like you, can, and they have it on the um, the extra features of the DVD of people like just chip in and change into a tip jar.
1: Oh, I didn't, I didn't look at those.
0: Yeah. It's super fun. And I think they have a website where you can see all like a bunch of footage of all of that. So I thought that was also really neat. I mean, it goes to show that if you want to do something and you put your mind to it,
1: there's a will, there's a way.
0: That's right. (laughs) Um, And then final fun fact before we dive into talking about Romy, the main character played by Kristen. Uh, If you are an Anne of Green Gables fan, I was looking through the cast and I realized that Bessie is played by Rosemary Dunsmore, who was Catherine Brooke in Anne of Avonlea. And she plays Aunt Abigail in Road to Avonlea. So that completely like, blew my mind because Catherine Brooke is super stoic and she's very like gruff and Bessie is not. She is (laughs) such a character. Um, But it was really fun making that connection, especially for me because I love Anne of Green Gables, the (laughs) 1980s series. So anyways, all right. So let's go into Romy's childhood. Um, So... (laughs) Like Jess and I were saying earlier, uh, the introduction to Romy's story was very interesting because it's. How would you describe it? Like a cartoon, or yeah,
1: it's kind of like a semi animated. Like I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trying to find the the right word for it. Um. Yeah, you have a
0: narrator and. You see Romy as a, as an animation in a way. Yeah.
1: It's like watching a, a digital children's book almost. <laughs>
0: <gasps> yes, that's a great way of putting it. But we find out that her mother is kind she has a lot of phobias, I guess. And the mother's always warning Romy, like, you know, you're going to die if you go outside. <laughs> And Romy's like, yeah, whatever, mom. And like child. You're, right. And obviously, Romy is a normal child, so she goes about her day, and through a series of events, a lot of people close to her die. So um we won't spoil it, but these um deaths lead to her um adulthood phobias. But before we get into adulthood, Let's talk about some of our childhood phobias. Did you have any fears as a child, Jess?
1: I, I tried to think, and I i don't really think I had many specific phobias. I think, I mean, like most kids, I, I was kind of afraid of bugs and, you know, <laughs> things like that, but I don't think I had anything, like, really specific. I was scared of roller coasters for a little bit, but then I finally just went on one. I loved it, and so that quelled that fear, but I was really afraid for... I don't know, a good long while before I finally did it. But, um, I feel like as a child, most of mine was like social fears. Like you could not get me to order my own food as a child. Like it just wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> like I had all like kind of social phobias as a kid, but um, not too many other things. Like I wasn't afraid of heights or anything like that or
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. I, as a child, I had a, um, fear of dogs Um, this is thanks to my father. Um, and this is why I laughed in the beginning is because Romy's mom is like, don't do this. And she's like basically instilling in the back of Romy's mind, a bunch of fear, but obviously Romy doesn't get it until she experiences these certain events. So my dad was an operating room nurse, um, for many, 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 many years until he recently retired. And he had to do surgery on a little girl who was mauled by a dog. And the surgery took, like 15 hours but since that moment he had been very fearful of dogs and like anytime we saw anytime we'd be walking he'd see a dog he'd be like don't get close to the dog and it just instilled Mm -hmm. a fear of dogs in me um until I grew up and realized that dogs are not as scary (laughs) (laughs) um I'd never I I honestly was never around dogs until I was older like adult older and I mm-hmm. now have a dog. He's a boxer named Carl. Yeah, so.
1: Now you have one. <laughs> I, know. I
0: have grown out of my fear of dogs. Um, the other fear that I have always had is a fear of heights. Like I cannot stand at the edge of something. Um, especially if I'm standing, I don't have a fear of heights when I'm in an airplane because I feel safe and secure, but I do have a fear of heights like roller coasters or um, standing on top of the empire state building and looking down type of thing. Like yeah. I get sweaty and I'm getting sweaty like right now. Thank just you. talking
1: about it. I know. It's so
0: terrifying to <laughs> me. <laughs> so those were just some of my childhood fears and some of the outside influences that influenced my, my phobias, if you will. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Romy, as an adult, she doesn't leave her house, and I know you and I are both introverts. Yes. How do we feel about not leaving our house?
1: You know, most days I don't, I don't, I mean, we're kind of not leaving our house as much right now anyway, That's True. <laughs> and I'd say for the most part, I don't mind it just because as an introvert, I have enough personal hobbies um, that I can stay busy, like with, art or with books or doing a podcast um but there is a point where like I don't think I could be in here for like I would need to go outside of these (laughs) these walls I would think I would go crazy after an extended period of time
0: yeah I I mean at first I was like oh okay she doesn't leave her house and then I realized Romy legitimately does not step a foot outside (laughs) of her across the line she, like, she has a little tennis ball when she wants to talk yes. to her neighbor across I the hall love that. And yeah. <laughs> and at first when I saw that, I was like, what is she doing? And she's, like, throwing the ball, the tennis ball, and it's bouncing back to her just to knock on her door. And I was like, oh, mm. she's, like, terrified of leaving her apartment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, just going into the hallway, not even, like, going outside, outside, like, just even the hallway.
0: Right. It's very fascinating. And other fears that Romy has um, include thunderstorms, boxes, lobsters, kissing, and going outside. Oh, very obscure, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, especially the, uh, I think the boxes one, you know, like opening a box is (laughs) so terrifying because she's like, she knows what she
0: orders, like, what's going to be in there? Right, right. Like, is something going to pop out at you? Are you scared that you're going to get your fingers cut or something? <laughs> yeah.
1: And that and that poor delivery person, because because she doesn't go outside, she has to order, like, everything. And so she literally ends up, like, I don't know, almost enhancing her fear because she has to keep getting boxes and boxes that she won't open because she won't go outside and go get it herself.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and I got to say, I love her friend, Erin. Um, I think yeah. that was her name, right?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, and how she finally was like, you know what? You're going to conquer your fears, and I'm not going to babysit you anymore. So um, mm-hmm. here's a check, <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> Which I think Romy kind of needed a little bit of tough love. I mean, she had a lot of people as a safety net, and mm-hmm. that that wasn't helping her conquer any of her Right. She got
1: very used to kind of living to her personal adaptations to help her with her yet yeah, with her anxieties without actually mm-hmm. really facing them.
0: Right. Right. So a way that Romy copes with like just living inside her little bubble, not going outside, not traveling the world is she lives vicariously through her travel agency, which is kind of ironic <laughs> that she has a <laughs> travel agency. <laughs> And she gets her stories from Bessie. So Bessie is the one we were talking about earlier who lived across the hall. And she's kind of like a motherly figure, Mm -hmm. aunt figure type of lady. Um, And what's unfortunate about um, Bessie, and I feel okay saying this because the movie has been out for several years, so um, it's no longer a spoiler, but here's your warning spoiler alert bestie <laughs> dies unexpectedly mm-hmm. um and that just really upsets um romey and right
1: because well. doesn't she die when Romy like steps out into the hall too like mm-hmm. it just re-solidifies
0: that that fear she has yeah there goes another one you know yeah every time Romy has stepped outside somebody has died you know like in her childhood and now in her I mean she didn't step outside but she stepped outside of her apartment (laughs) in the hallway and Bessie passes away and I'm not gonna lie we didn't even know Bessie all that long but I was just Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness I'm like about to cry here because she's so lovely (laughs) yeah I I wasn't expecting it yeah not at all but that just opens the door for the relationship that she has with Bessie's nephew, who so. is nameless. We just know him as the guy across the hall. <laughs> and <laughs> well, later she,
1: Does she at one point give him a name? Like, she calls him something? She does give him a name.
0: I don't remember what it was, but she goes through a bunch of different names. Like, she's like, Matt, Tyler, Jerk. (laughs) We eventually find out that his name is Guy. Ironically enough, because he is a guy, which is funny. Um, But Guy helps her get over her fears, and they start... They start a relationship of some sort, you know? Um, at first, it's this is very much an enemy relationship mm-hmm. until Romy feels alone and she needs him. So she calls him during a thunderstorm and she's like trying to play cool and stuff. And he's <laughs> like, you're terrified, aren't you? And he just kind of even though he's very snarky and kind of a jerk to her he kind of lightens up and he he really helps her get past her fears which mm-hmm. i thought was an interesting way for her to um you know find comfort
1: yeah he he really pushes her but i also think he kind of understood you know his limits and when she had to make that decision for herself because there was that one scene where he was like literally about to drag her out into the hallway and she was like freaking out and i'm very glad that he did not just like throw her out there like you know because i think yeah it had to be like her choice and she had to be the one to to make that step um to get over her fear Um, but he definitely challenged her to to think beyond her her the walls of her apartment and what was out there for her
0: Yeah, and I do, I do, I did appreciate that from, from Guy, because, I mean, he could have easily been played as a jerk,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and he kind of was at the beginning. He was kind of a jerk to her (laughs) in the very beginning, but, like, you really see that he is very human, just as human as Romy is, too, and he's not a, you know, Prince Charming coming to rescue a woman, either, Mm -hmm. you know, he... I, I just love the fact that they didn't make him, you know, you know, any of the spectrums of, like, heroic or, like, yeah. villainous. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about their date? <laughs> I thought it was really cute, actually.
1: I mean, because she sent him on this basic like, a scavenger hunt type thing, and he had to go to a place. I mean, I'm sure he had other ideas for having <laughs> his idea of a date, but... <laughs> It was actually pretty like clever and and you know it ended up with him coming you know ending with her so it was still about like a date because they got to be together afterward but I thought it was very clever it (laughs) was
0: yeah it was very clever and very cute um and when she started because I was so sure that this was the time she was gonna get out and she was going to like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Face her fear. Go outside. And he's going to show her this grand old world that we have. And when she started that whole, like she was calling people, I was like, oh no, she's about to stand him up and he's going to be so mad. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the sequence, when we see him going to each location, I thought that was kind of more of a dream sequence. I didn't realize that that was actually him yeah. experiencing the date. I didn't either. Yeah. And so when he walks in and she's sitting at the table and she's like, five, four, three, two, one, he walks in. I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's going to get so mad at her for standing him up. And he didn't get mad. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love that little twist. It was, it warmed my heart. I was like, oh, he's still, yeah. he's still with her.
1: <laughs> I mean, she, she did put so much thought into it. And I think, like, even though she wasn't there, I think he, like, could see the intention and the, and the affection I guess behind it
0: yeah so he guy helps her overcome a lot of her fears do you have a favorite scene <laughs> I <or> do <laughs> a favorite situation go ahead
1: my favorite's the lobster it's <laughs> specifically oh shoot I don't remember what exactly they we're doing with it but she's like staring at this
0: lobster and she's like I think he just winked at me. <laughs> I was like died. I think he was trying to get her to take the lobster to cook it. Didn't she end up keeping it? She did as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just love those. It was, it was just
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> that was so funny. Mine was the kissing one. Just because I was cracking up so another spoiler alert um in Romy's childhood her high school boyfriend um she and her high school boyfriend kiss after she's had a peanut butter sandwich and he dies of anaphylactic shock due to the peanut butter so that's why she's terrified of kissing um but I just love the banter because he's like trying to get really close to her and she's like pushing him away pushing him away and he basically corners her and then she's like you know do you have any allergies? Are you going to die of anaphylactic shock? (laughs) And then she's just like, quick peck. And then he's like, hmm, let me check my pulse. I think I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. And her and Kristen, Kristen just plays this character so well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just with like the big eyes and, you know, the innocent part of Romy. It's just so fun to see her in this, like crazy role <laughs> yeah <laughs> so at the end of the movie guy who we find out is a very nomadic person kind of like his aunt which is interesting they have that love for travel um he is planning to go away for an extended period of time and that's the one thing he he kind of wants Romi to go along with him and Romi, you can tell that Romi is struggling at this point she has a lot of feelings for this for this guy For Guy. Mm -hmm. For
1: Guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And she delayed
1: the trip as long as she could. Like, she took her sweet time, like, I mean, part of it was because he wouldn't give her stuff, like, with his name on it or whatever. Yeah.
0: She definitely was trying to slow him leaving. Yes. And, I mean, I think both of them were actually trying to procrastinate that because he wouldn't give him, he wouldn't give her his name and she wouldn't book his trip. So, see, like you got that banter going on. But finally it's time for Guy to go on his trip and Romy at this point she just cannot do it. She's still terrified and he leaves. He leaves anyways. Mm-hmm. And that was a big turning point. I think Romy had lost a lot of love from you know losing her parents and like that first boyfriend mm-hmm. and Bessie. And I think, you know, Guy was really a turning point for her to open up her heart and for her to use that as a way to conquer her fears. Mm-hmm. So Romy finally gets the courage to go on the trip. And it's, it's very lighthearted and very heartwarming, I, I thought. Yeah, because
1: isn't it? She gets to like the elevator and he was coming back too. Yes. That's how, it, like, he's coming back for her. And so it's, that's the beautiful thing is, like, neither one of them really, they, they were both, like, kind of choosing of their own free will to, to be together. And it wasn't, like, she felt pressured um, to leave or him to stay. Like, they both kind of made that conscious decision together, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which was really nice.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think his return, I don't think he was conv- trying to convince her to come with him. I think he was just turning around to let her know that he was going to be there for- even if that meant him waiting for her to yeah. step outside of her apartment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that was a really sweet ending. And I also thought it was unique in the fact that the ending was not a kiss. As yeah. a lot of rom-coms are. Um, and that, I thought that was, I, I, thought, I honestly thought that was a nice touch. Because the, the story is not about Romy and Guy. The story is about Romy.
1: Right. Guy is it's just. It's more about her journey. And he's, yeah, he's just yeah, there.
0: He's just the added touch
1: help her make it
0: fun. Yeah.
1: along that journey yeah it really is a unique movie I mean from many of the reasons we said and I mm-hmm. think um one of the reasons I really like it is even though it's a bit of a hyperbole you know it's, it's a very exaggerated kind of uh telling of the story of someone with like a really bad anxiety but um it's done in a very light-hearted way so it's like you don't really feel like depressed about it you know like especially if you you know that like story you, you know anxiety or whatever but you can really identify with it like um, for example, like Romy, you can tell like Romy really wants to go outside. She knows like just like someone with anxiety knows that those fears are irrational, but you can still see the struggle. But it's also really lighthearted and fun, so you mm-hmm. don't feel like it's just like really depressing the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I said earlier, like as soon as I started watching the the beginning scenes, I laughed because I'm like, okay. I could totally see myself being Romy, like,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: this certain thing happens and then I'm like absolutely terrified of that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a hyperbole and an exaggeration, but I, I found myself laughing a lot. Like, I can definitely see myself as Romy in that situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, thankfully, I you know, I do go outside and <laughs> don't have a fear of, you know maybe birds i I do have a fear of birds but uh lobsters i do not have a fear of (laughs) but yeah so that was such a cute fun little movie and i know this was a different kind of recap yeah more exciting things to share um as i referenced earlier this movie has been affectionately called the traveling dvd so
1: i i watched this movie as part of uh, its journey as a traveling dvd um and so basically a while back um this movie uh i don't know if it just wasn't as well known or made or whatever
0: but um it was canadian so we didn't have access to it in the u.s
1: that's right so yeah there was um not as easily accessed and so Um, Mary Beth, a longtime postable, was actually able to get a copy of it. And so since other people really couldn't get it, they decided to just start sending it to each other. And it just kind of grew from there. Um, And so it's traveled almost 17,000 miles. In fact, there's actually a YouTube video um, that's up that shows its journey. And I believe it's been to around 25 states uh, since its journey began back in 2017
0: which is crazy. And that's been yeah. traveling for three years, three years.
1: And, um, it has a little journal that goes with it for like, when, when you view it, you can just jot down some notes of what you thought to Kristen. And so that initial journey, um, is about to end because Mary Beth wants to get that journal to Kristen. Obviously it's been there three years and, uh, would love for Kristen to read those comments and just what people have thought. But um she's definitely not opposed to sending it around again or helping to coordinate an international one because i know there's a lot of uh, folks in different countries who would also like to see it because so far i believe it's just been in the u.s um -hmm. so yeah yeah. it's had a long journey and it's i think it's going to have some more
0: yep it is about to leave northwest florida and head over to somebody in texas so that'll be a an exciting journey. It came to me from Texas and now it's going back to Texas. <laughs> so that's fun. All right. So I'm going to spring something on Jess because oh no. I like to do that. Is it trivia? It is <laughs> trivia. <laughs> you know me so well, but it's different. It's a different kind of trivia. Okay. It, it's it's actually, I think you might do well at this because you are a scientist. So hopefully you are up on your phobia knowledge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is acrophobia? Um, it is something that I have a very big fear of. Acro. Ice? Yes. <laughs> acrophobia. Okay. What is hydrophobia? Fear of water? Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Yippee. <laughs> All right. This one's a little harder. Ophidiophobia.
1: Ophidio?
0: Yeah. Like O-P-H? O-P-H-I-D-I-O. Uh, I have no
1: idea. It is the fear of snakes. Really? Yeah. I feel like I should have known that. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. How about autophobia? Fear of cars. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that that was my guess, but that's not correct. Um, um I was gonna say Romy had a fear of autophobia, but Romy had, was not afraid of this because she was alone all the time. So autophobia is the fear of being alone. Oh. hmm Okay. Yep. Um, all right. Technophobia. Fear of technology. Yes. Something that Oliver O'Toole probably has a fear of. <laughs> um, pyrophobia. It was like fear of fire? Yep. You got it. Um pretty good. What? <laughs> like I'm actually getting some right. Like I'm oh doing okay. God. This is exciting maybe we should do trivia like this all the time <laughs> <Yeah. just> <laughs> all right um onomatophobia so can
1: you spell the first part of it
0: yeah o-n-o-m-a-t-o onomato i feel like i've heard of this
1: uh i just keep thinking of the word onomatopoeia which is probably has
0: nothing to do with it I, I don't know this one. It is the fear of names. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what Guy had on a yeah. Since he Dude. didn't want to disclose his own name. His name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. I'll do three more. These three are really weird. I would never have guessed them. So kudos to you if you do. And to any postable out there listening. Okay. Electrophobia, electrophobia, phobia, A L E K T O R O. Um, uh, no idea. <laughs> That's your hit? Fear of birds. <laughs> Close. Fear of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, second to last is pug. Okay, pagophobia. Pagonophobia.
1: Fear of pigs. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fear of beards. Beards fear. <laughs> Maybe that's what Cammy has, and she doesn't like you. She looks. She's she's team, she clean, team clean shaven. She is. <laughs> All right. And then the last one, which is very timely for me because of the weather outside, but nitrophobia. Fear of thunderstorms? Fear of thunder. Fear of thunder. <laughs> Yay! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you did well. You did well. <sighs> See I finally I feel like you. I passed one a little bit. Yes! <laughs> Well, it has been uh, so much fun talking about At Home by myself with you, starring the fabulous, the wonderful, talented Kristen Booth, a.k.a. Shane McInerney from mm-hmm. Science You, Delivered. Not to be that. confused with Chris Booth. Yes. With- <laughs> Was also she- Kristen Booth. Yes. <laughs> You can hear all about that little inside joke on our interview with Kristen Booth. Um, I believe it dropped early June. So go back and listen to it. She talks a little bit about um, at home by myself with you and just the fact that she and Chris Booth have the same name. So that's always a fun little trivia fact. If you're interested in um, learning more about At Home by Myself with You and the Traveling DVD, be sure to reach out to uh, Mary Beth Rudzinski. Um, she is all over um, Twitter and you'll be able to find her. Just look up hashtag TravelingDVD or you can find the hashtag At Home by Myself and you should be able to find more information there. So I'm going to be wa- wishing this DVD uh well adventure as it travels on from here all right have a great one guys we'll see you guys next week when we talk about more things signed sealed delivered bye bye everybody thanks for listening to this week's episode of deliver me a podcast if you want to know what's going to happen next week, be sure you are following us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Podcast. We also have a merch store where you can buy tons of post-post things for you and your friends. We'll see you next week.